Tonight, the word of the Lord is stay with God. Stay with God. No matter what happens in life, no matter what situation takes place, I want us to begin renewing our minds and the understanding, I'm going to stay with God. I'm going to stay with God in His Word. I'm going to stay with God in His understanding. Your Bible in Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. You will keep him or you will keep the person, a person perfect in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You either trust God or you trust yourself. You either trust God or you don't trust God. You can't trust God and have plan B. You either trust God See, this is what we're learning in this situation that we're walking through on the earth right now with this coronavirus. We're learning what it means to project, to focus, to put, to fix our faith on God's Word. And we're learning in these moments when it, when it says for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, when we fix our eyes, that means to be, to be fixated, to, to lock in there where nothing's going to turn us, nothing's going to steer us, nothing's going to pull us away, nothing's going to distract us or get our attention off of Him. And in times like this on the earth, it is so important that we as the church stand up as strong and brave and we're the ones to comfort those around us. This is happening around you, but if you'll get into the flow of faith, if you'll get into the name of Jesus, God will protect you. God's Word is true. And we're going to stay with God. He says, whose mind is stayed on you. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? If your mind is not staying on God, if you're not staying with God in your thoughts and staying with His Word in your thoughts and in your emotions and in everything that's going on, you will not experience perfect peace, which means a complete peace. It's a perfect peace. It's not some peace and most anxiety. It's a perfect peace. And God's Word can be operating in you and you believing God's Word that everything may be flying by you that's wrong, but in you, righteousness is taking place. It's not foolishness to believe God's Word. It's not foolishness for us to... Now, it's foolish to the world... Because the world thinks in a carnal mentality. They only have one way to think, and that's in the natural. But we have the ability to live and think and act and respond and move by the Holy Spirit. Here, a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we talked in detail about Psalm 91 and the importance of it. And how we understand that we have divine protection. We have angels. Hebrews even talks about, go to the New Testament. Hebrews talks about the angels that are ministering spirits unto those who are born again. We have angels with us watching over us and protecting us. And they hearken, they respond, they react, the Bible says, to what? The Word of God. If you're not speaking the Word of God over your situation, your angels are not able to operate with you. 
They're not able to work with you and produce the will of God in your life. And this is why we've got to be speaking the word of God. They respond to the word of God. When you speak the word of God out of your mouth, even though there may be something turning on the inside of you, as you speak the word of God out because you believe it in spite of what you feel, angels hear that as a command and they begin to work. They begin to operate. There is a realm that is around us that is completely legitimate even though we don't see it, it is more reality than us right now. Did you know angels are more real than what you can feel and see and hear? The kingdom of God that's operating around us in the spirit realm right now, all of it is more real because it's eternal. It's not temporary. One day, see, we get, we get stuck in, in moments. But in time, there will be a time where the natural realm, the way it is known right now, will not exist. It will all be renewed and refined and it will be completely different and everything will have a glory substance to it. Everything will operate within the realm of heaven, the atmosphere of heaven, because like Jesus said, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one day all of this stuff that we see, all of this stuff that's natural, the sickness, the disease, the heartache, the pain, the suffering, all these things won't be here any longer. And we'll be living in that righteous kingdom, in that perfection, and in the power and the will of God. And we'll look back and we'll be in it and we'll go, well, I mean, I would wonder if some of us would think, why didn't we believe this back then? I mean, it's a possibility. We're not there yet. We'll really be busy. Still about kingdom business. But I, I wonder if we would think, why didn't we believe? We should have, if we would have only believed it then like we see it now, we would have seen so much more back then take place. We're the agents of God to be able to see the will of God take place on this earth. Amen. You will keep him in perfect peace whose, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Say, I trust in God. I trust in God. Now, you have to build your own trust in God. Did you know that? You cannot trust in my trust in God. That won't work for you. My trust is my trust in God. You have to build your own trust in God. Now, you can look to one another as examples of people that trust in God and you think, well, you know what? I want to learn how to trust in God like that. But still, you've got to grow your own trust. You've got to build your own trust. And it's not God doing something for you each time that makes you trust Him more. It's you getting knowledge of this Word in your heart that helps you to trust God more. Because God's Word is spoken, God's Word is true, God's Word is final, it is authority. So when we look at people and we think, well, I can't trust them unless I see it, I'll believe it when I... That's not how it works with God. We believe it in our heart first. We take His Word at His Word first in our lives and that's how we build trust on the inside. Because we're not looking for God to move in a situation and then I say, well, I'll trust Him if He'll do it this way. No, we look at it and we say, I trust God's Word that no matter what happens in my life or around me, God is going to bring good into my life. God is going to bring His will into my life. As I look towards Him, as I look at Him, as I focus on Him, as I worship Him, as I trust in Him, 
As I trust in the Word in the midst of the trial, as I trust in the Word in the midst of the virus, as I trust in God's Word, when we speak, it sounds foolish for us to speak there's healing in the midst of a virus that's worldwide right now. Just as foolish as it was for Noah to build an ark. But for us to say, no, we believe God for healing in the midst of the virus. We believe God for recovery in the midst of sickness. We believe God that we're still going to meet together and the church isn't going to be stopped and we're not going to be silenced in the midst of something like this going on. People's faith. Amanda and I was talking about it today. She said, the people, some people's faith are in, in different places. I said, I get that. I said, but we're not going to stop. We're not going to close. We're not going to, we're going to, if people want to meet, that, that, that there is no pressure on anybody's will to be here. But those who want to be here, praise God. If you feel you need to pray at home, at least pray at home. At least have your Bible study time at home. But we're still going to be here. Our neighborhood needs God. We were just half a block down here today before church. There was a situation going on. Screaming, ranting, raving, cussing, and the police showed up. And it was, I mean, people in our neighborhood need God. Just because our church is here doesn't mean the neighborhood's all saved. There are people that could wander into this place. And unless it's just extreme weather situations or... Other than that, we're here, and you know that, and we've always been that way, because we want people to be able to come find a place where they can stay with God. They can trust in God. Fear of sickness, fear of lack, and worrying about what might happen robs us of life, the life that God has for us. Worry will steal from you what has not happened in God's timing yet and will make you think that the worst is going to happen. You settle in that. You release your faith in that. You believe in that. And then what the world wants to produce in the situation or what Satan wants to produce is what takes place. We can't live in worry. Our mind has to stay on God. When we can have peace in the middle of a storm that seems to be terrific, horrific, that seems to be impossible in a situation... You've got to have faith in God's Word. You have to stand up for God's Word. And the key is in the Scripture, whose mind is stayed on you. If you didn't highlight that or underline it or circle it, you need to. Whose mind is stayed on you. If your mind, if your thoughts, if what you're meditating on, if what you're dwelling on and your thought, you know that thought that's on repeat and, and loop around all day long? You've got to force those thoughts to redirect to the Word. If your mind is not stayed on God, you will not have perfect peace. You will not be able to trust in God if your mind is not stayed on Him. You will not have the release from what the world is trying to bring at us if you do not keep your mind on God. You have to keep your mind on God through His Word. The more we choose to read, the more we choose to study, meditate, speak, believe, and obey the Word of, of God, the more peace we're going to have. It's all in here. It's not out here. It's not, oh, we're getting a good, news, a good report on Fox News now. Now we can all chill out. Nope. It's not what CNN's reporting. It's not what Fox 23 is reporting. It's not even what CBN, TBN, or Daystar, or any of the rest of them are saying. It's what the Word of God is saying. 
And the Word of God says in the midst. He didn't say this in the sense that there's never going to be anything going on. He said this because there are things that go on. There are things that happen. There are trying times that try our faith and try to tear us down and break us down and try to scatter us. But we have to say, no, our mind is going to stay on you, God. Things may seem dark right now in the world, but we have the light. We are the light. We are the ones to shine bright in the dark times and understand that God has more than enough healing, more than enough um, power, more than enough ability, more than enough authority in all of these things. God has the cure for this thing. That's why it's such a freak out right now. Because there seems to be no cure, no antidote, no, it's just going to kill people. No, Jesus, His name, His power, His glory, He is the cure for this thing. And we must preach Jesus during this time. And the most important thing before a person ever gets healed, the most important thing that ever happens to them is salvation. But we know people can get healed before salvation. Because we have a whole Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that did. Where people were healed and delivered and set free. And God's mercy and compassion was on them before they were ever even born again. So if we put limitations and say, well, God can only heal you if you get saved. Wrong. Sometimes that's what causes people to turn. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to what? Church? What's it say? Repentance. It's the goodness of God. And we want people to hear the goodness of God, the grace of God, because the other side of that, the Bible says the people that don't respond to the grace and the goodness of God, then they have the severity of God to deal with. The severity of God will begin to be poured out during the tribulation period. And we want to be able to get people in and help them to understand now, right now you can have peace. Right now you can have joy. Right now you can have hope. Right now you can experience health and love and wellness. Right now. Amen? The Word of God has more power and strength in it than a prescription. Walgreens theme is living in wellness. I'm telling you, the Word of God has more than that. Thank God for Walgreens and I don't know about CVS, but thank God. And I don't know about the Walmart pharmacy either. Express Pharmacy, that's a good one. They're quick here in town. They don't waste your time if you ever need someone. But I'm not, you know, that's not my message tonight. But I'm just saying, we got to get the Word of God and take it in. We need to be taking it in every day, multiple times a day, like we do medicine. We need to be meditating on it every day for our healing and meditate on it for our peace and our strength. So that we can see the will of God take place. This doesn't just happen. How many years was it? Hundreds of years, even thousands of years of prophesying the will of God. Prophesying the Messiah into the earth. Prophesying the miraculous way that the Messiah was going to come. And then all of a sudden, when the time was right, there's the Messiah. You need to be prophesying every day against this virus and against influenza, and against AIDS, and against the cold, and against allergies, and against anything else, prophesying every day. I'm not, we're not subject to that in the name of Jesus. We're part of the New Testament. Amen. 
We're the people that can say to the other people, let's get you healed of this. Let's get you whole. Let's get you healthy. Amen? And have no hesitation in it because we're staying with God. What God says, this is how we're going to respond. What God says, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not talking about I don't know. I'm talking about what we do know. And what we do know, the level of the response of our faith working in our lives is dependent on this right here of what we know and what we believe. Not just what we have memorized. And Sunday school memorizing scriptures is great. We all should have grown up with that. I grew up with that. But it's knowing this in your heart that this is true above everything else. And once we're convinced of it, this is when we begin to see it. Oh, this is the reality. And it's exciting to be able to live in the Word and see the Word happen out here. And every time you begin to speak, every time you pray, every time you release your faith, every time you believe, you begin to see, oh yeah, my mind can stay here because He's trustworthy. How would you handle this if Jesus was right here with you in the natural? How would we worship? How would we live? How would we respond? What would Jesus say to the coronavirus? What would Jesus' report be? Because if Jesus was here today, he'd have his online social media influence. They just didn't have that back then. But if he had, what would Jesus' Facebook posts be saying? That's what the church needs to be saying. He'd be telling, I've said, I've told you all over and over, you don't need to be afraid of this. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? If Jesus had his own church on, on planet earth right now, Jesus would be saying, we're still meeting. I'm still healing. I'm still saving. I'm still delivering. That should be our response. And no matter how small we are, how large we're going to be, I want to always be able to look and say, Jesus, with all my heart, I did what I believed with all my heart you wanted me to do. Jesus, as a church, as your church, as your body, we were expressing your heart and your will. That we didn't back down to any. I mean, really, we got to start thinking, what would Jesus do? We, we used to wear those bracelets. And they were huge when I was in high school and middle school. That was when they first come out. And we need to begin thinking that way again. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say about this? Knowing that not everybody... Did you know not everybody agreed with Jesus and what He said and what He did? It doesn't matter. We're not looking for their agreement. We're looking for God's Word. We're not looking for them to be convinced as long as we're convinced. As long as we're convinced of His Word, then we're going to see His Word take place. We're not looking... And not everybody's going to... Satan won't let everybody see the truth. But we can see the truth. We can believe God's Word. We can be the voice of hope, the voice of encouragement in people, in, 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 in the world, and why, it's, why all of this is going on, and why, why everything's seeming like it's at a standstill. Faith is still moving forward. The Spirit of God is still moving. And we've got to keep ourselves there and understand we're not slowing down. We're moving forward. This actually gives us opportunity to get a hold of people's hearts in the time of why they're afraid and be able to tell them, cheer up. Cheer up. There's hope. You mean y'all are still having church? Yes, still come to church. Still come. But, but I'm not supposed to. I, my work's closed. I know, but church is still going on. 
And when we get our faith together like that and building our faith together in that community like that, I'm telling you, God does things in the midst of that. When it looks stupid, it looks dumb, and it looks like the wrong decision. And we still say yes, we still believe God for His Word to be true. Amen? Isaiah 26, 4, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord is the eternal rock. Which means strength. He's always there. He's strong. He's solid. He's stable. His foundation you can stand on. The foundation of His Word. He's the eternal rock. He's never going anywhere. He's not, He's, he's unmovable. And as you trust in God, as you look to God, you will see the eternal reward of that even now. Your Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. What's attached to this coronavirus? That's how you know that God's not in it. Oh, this must be God. Nope. We're not in that time yet. Tribulation's going to be full of fear. God's going to be involved in those things. But that's a different time, a different dispensation. Totally different than what's going on now. But right now in the age of grace, when there's fear attached to anything, that's how you know God is not involved in this. I'm not afraid. He's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and what? A sound mind. What did he say in Isaiah 26, 3? Keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. See, it goes beyond the Old Testament ability now to the New Testament empowerment. And we move in the understanding that we can keep our minds now on His Word because His Word is in us, because His Holy Spirit's in us. If you'll listen to the Holy Spirit in every situation you face, you will discern the Holy Spirit's voice in that moment. His thoughts, He'll think to you. He'll either speak to you. He'll think to you. He'll give you an impression. And in that moment, you'll have the decision to go with the Holy Spirit or go against what the Holy Spirit's trying to lead you. And He's always going to lead you back to the Word of God. And in the moment that you hear the news report, in the moment that you get the update, in the moment that you, your phone dings and there's a notification and it's horrible and it's bad, in that moment you have the opportunity to keep your mind on the Word by the power of the Holy Spirit or put your mind on the things of this world. We don't have to do that. We don't do that as children of God. We don't do that as people of God. We keep our faith, our hope, our direction, our mind in His Word. I've said that to you over and over tonight, and it's on purpose. Because whose mind is stayed on Him, you need to hide in this. You need to jump into this. This needs to be how you self-soothe. That's what Amanda says I do with my Bible. I self-soothe with my Bible. That's, that's, I'm safe here. I may not know what else is going on out here, but I'm safe here. I run to this because I know this will cheer me up. This will encourage me. This will give me peace. God's Word right here will give me strength. His Word will give me healing. 
This is the natural representation that we have of what Jesus would say and do and what, what God's will is in every moment and every situation right here in His written word. We cannot get away from this or back away from this and expect to have anything that's worth anything. We have to stay here. I can't do this for you. It's not my job to force feed you. It's my job to present the buffet and say, look what, look what God has prepared for all of us today. Look at what God has laid out here for us. But you're the ones that has to take a part of it and commune with it and, and, and put it on the inside of your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Apply it to your body. It's not my job to force feed you. It's my job to present it to you and teach you. And you grow at your own pace. I've released the Word of God for the, the, the body, but you have the individual work to do in studying to show yourself approved, in understanding God's will and God's Word. Amen? You have to do it yourself. So don't just lean on Sunday and Wednesday. Every day, take God's Word and apply it to your life so that you can walk in this kind of peace. So that people, when they look at you, like they were talking earlier, and wonder, how, how is this happening? How are you not afraid? How are you still making it? How are your bills being paid? How is this happening? Well, somehow Jesus is... Uh, well, and really, it's not somehow. We just don't always want to sound over-spiritual. But really, it's God. And it's because I trust in God. And that's okay to say to people, well, I trust in God. How come you're not afraid? I trust in God. How come you're not wearing a mask all the time? How come you're not this? How come you're... I trust in God. I understand there's hygiene things and we... I get all that. Wash your hands. Yes, God had those rules in the Old Testament for stuff to keep people clean and, and healthy and all that. All of that's fine and great. But it's not just in what we do. We do what we do, but in the middle of it, we trust God. We trust God to sustain us. Amen? Just like the children of Israel walking through everything they walked through in the wilderness, walking through everything, they trusted God. When they begin to murmur and complain and doubt God, trouble come. We're not going to do that. We're not going to be a church that does that. We're going to trust God in every moment, in every situation. Amen? Praise God. Stand with me. We are going to stay with God. We are going to trust in God. We are going to believe in God. We're going to show Bartlesville why it's worth trusting in God. We're going to show Bartlesville why we believe in God. We're going to show this city why we're still here. Do you know there's a reason why you're still here? There's a reason why we're still in this building. There's a reason why God has placed us here. Because He's going to do something great through us. And you're going to get to see it. You're going to sit back and, and you're going to remember these days. And you're going to know I was a part of that. And as I build my faith, as I build my community here, as we bond together stronger and stronger, I'm telling you, things are, things are going on. I could share stuff with you in here even right now that would maybe embarrass some of you because I'm so happy and proud, but I don't want to point you out. But things that God is doing in your life that just amazes me. 
I never look at things that God doesn't go, oh, well, yeah. If we ever get like that, we, we, we need to renew our faith. Not our salvation, I'm saying our faith in God to do. We should never get to that place where it's just, oh, well, yeah. We need to always be in awe and wonder of God and who He is. Amen? And never lose that. Never lose that. So look around. Notice people that aren't here tonight. Pray. Pray for their health. Pray for their faith. Pray for God to supply their need. Pray for God to move and operate in their lives. And then look at those that are in here and pray the same thing. Amen? We're a body, whether we're all here or not. We're not going to just stomp on the foot and smash the finger. We, we, we don't like to do that to our own selves. And so we need to make sure our words, we need to make sure our prayers are all directed towards one another in building each other up and encouraging each other and praying for one another. Amen? So that we, we see when we meet the next time that God does something even more than what He did the last time. Amen? And as you believe God, I'm telling you, we've got to become believers more and more and more and get rid of the unbelief and like Jesse Duplantis says, the stinking thinking. If it's not the Word, it's not God's will. Settle that in your heart. This virus is not God's will more than any other virus or any other sickness or any other disease or infirmity or whatever. And if this thing is released in some of it because of sin, then we need to stand and repent. We need to repent for people's sin and, and pray in the sense of understanding that as we repent that their minds open up, their understanding open up, so the blinders are removed. We're not repenting because we sin, we're repenting because we, we stand in the gap for people. And we speak the word of God into their lives and over our city and over our nation and over this world. No matter the origin of this thing, the, 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 the end of it is that it stops. Amen? And that there's a turnaround in it. I'm telling you, the church can turn this whole thing around as we stand with each other and we believe God to do a miracle. Because we're not in the tribulation. It's not God's will yet for this kind of stuff to be on the earth. It's not His will then either. You have to understand that. But God has to deal with those things during the tribulation period. And there's whole other reasons for that we don't have time to get in tonight. But we want God's will to be done in the earth now while we're here. Because there's more than ten saved people on the earth. And so we know that God is moving in the direction of always restoring and recovering what the devil is doing in their lives. Father, we pray tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus that represents all authority the name of Jesus that represents all power over every form of darkness, every intention of the devil. We speak the name of Jesus with the other churches that are praying. We thank you, Lord, that our collective faith is going to cause this thing to turn around. In the name of Jesus, let faith arise in the churches. Let the Holy Spirit fill the churches. 
Let the churches step forward as the army of God. Let the churches rise up in boldness. Let the churches get a hold of their emotions and their words. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, for Your will to be done. And we know, Lord, right now, Jesus, if You were on the earth physically, in Your body, Lord, You would begin to speak against this and stop it. Lord, we represent You physically on this earth. So we speak by Your authority to this thing, to die. We take authority over the spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over this virus right now in the name of Jesus. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. We thank You for signs and wonders operating through the church the kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that your blood is over us. We're not in fear. We're keeping our mind on you. We're keeping our heart in the direction of yours. We're going to stay with you, God, so that we can have perfect peace, so that we can have your ability to rise above these things and experience your power. We pray for the prophetic release over our church over our city in the name of Jesus. We thank you that as a church as we pray, as we pray, Lord, as we intercede and release your word, that we're holding this thing off. That, Lord, it's going to run out of energy. It's going to run out of strength. We thank you, Lord, that the church is going to wear the coronavirus out. The spirit that is behind that Right now, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the churches all over our nation, the tongue talkers, those that speak by the Spirit. Lord, let them rise up and begin to pray in tongues more and more and more, releasing the mysteries of God against this thing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you that what we pray is not in vain. We believe in you and we trust in you and we don't speak by arrogance, we speak by authority. Your authority. And we thank you, God, for good reports in the midst of all the stuff and the junk in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, for our hospitals and for our doctors and the nurses. The paramedics, God, we pray for supernatural strength to them right now. For the police and the firemen, God, for all of our government officials and leaders, we pray, God, that you give them wisdom in how to handle this. God, begin to give them dreams of how to combat this in the natural and give the church dreams to how to combat this in the supernatural. We thank you, Lord, for that that, that insight for that, that seeing in the Spirit in the name of Jesus. 
We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We stand as you, Jesus, on this earth. We rebuke this thing off the earth in the name of Jesus and out of our lives. Let the unsaved be saved. Let the sick be healed. Let the blind see. Let the deaf hear. Let the foolish become wise. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to share this scripture, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. I want you to share it on your, your public social media pages. I want you to begin to let people see things like this. They need something else to think about. They need something else to dwell on. Begin to tell them things on your Facebook. Don't be afraid. Trust God. Lift up the Word of God, the name of Jesus on your social media. That is another way that you minister and preach to people. It's a platform for you. It's a pulpit for you. And begin to release hope out there and begin to purposely tell people when they're, they're afraid, you don't have to be afraid. You can keep your mind and your heart on God and He will give you peace through this. He will watch over you. He will... We either believe this stuff or we don't. Amen? We have to believe this as truth, as fact, as reality. More than Healing is more real than what the sickness the people are going through right now. In the name of Jesus. And we will not catch this, get it, whatever. It will not touch us. If it does, it dies. In the name of Jesus. 